I'm telling you, God is so awesome. We're in a series this month, and it's all about Jesus. Amen? And Jesus, you know, he's the center of our life. He's the rock. He's the foundation that we build on. Amen? And so we're, we're, we're going to talk about Jesus. And, you know, I, I really believe that, that, that we can get misunderstandings uh, uh, of who Jesus is until we start studying about Jesus. And I think it's so important for us to get, get an understanding about the real Jesus that we serve. Amen? And God is so awesome. And we, we, we talked about the first week that, that, that Jesus qualifies to be our best friend. He's, he's the high priest. And he actually qualified to be our high priest. You know, he's in heaven today. And I don't know if, if you're going through, anybody going through a struggle today. Just be, be, be comforted today that Jesus is praying that your faith won't fail. Jesus is interceding for us. He is still praying for us. Amen. And that's awesome. And Jesus knows what we're going through. He can, he, the Bible says he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. So whatever, I'm telling you, whatever uh, uh, we are going through, he has went through the same thing and probably worse at times. Amen. And so we, we discovered that, that Jesus qualifies to be our best friend. He's our high priest. We, we also found out in the second week that Jesus is the miracle worker. And, you know, I, you know, I love that about Jesus. When you study the scriptures, Jesus came and, you know, he would mess up a perfectly good funeral. I mean, he, he, he messes things up, you know. He, he raises the dead, you know, and, and he just does miracles. You know, I was thinking about Jesus and, and how, how this one man, Jairus, came to Jesus and said, My daughter, my only daughter, is sick and dying. And Jesus said, I will come and heal her. And then as he was walking, as he was walking towards Jairus' house, he got interrupted, of course, by the crowds and by this lady that had an issue of blood with, you know, for 12 years. She was sick. She went to all the physicians. And medical science sometimes doesn't do it for us. Sometimes you might need the great physician. And I don't know about you. I thank God for medical science. Thank God for what the doctors can do. I don't discount that. I add medical science to my faith. Glory to God. But I just thank God when we might need a miracle at times. And I just thank God that the, the lady touched Jesus. It slowed him down on the way to Jairus' house. And then finally, you know, she got healed. He got slowed down. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes we need to slow down and just minister to people on our way of doing things. I mean, that's, just, that's, a, that's a good place for an amen. Sometimes we need to get a revelation that there's people around us that might need what we have. And we have Jesus on the inside of us. Amen? And so, uh, so, so they came out from the house. And you know what? They said, don't bother the master. Your daughter has died. But you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, fear not. She will be healed. I'm telling you, Jesus came in and raised her, his daughter up. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, there's nothing impossible with God. All I'm going to say this is only believe. You just need to believe, amen, that, that, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We discovered last week that Jesus is our shepherd. 
I love that. And we looked at Psalms 23 and how, how, how Jesus is our shepherd. And I love the first stanza, we shall not want. In other words, sometimes we feel lack in our lives. Anybody ever feel lack in here? Sometimes we feel like we're missing some things in our lives. But we need to go to Psalms 23 and start, and start quoting, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Now what I do is I add a promise to it. The Lord is my shepherd. If I'm feeling weak, I shall not lack strength, for the Lord is the strength of my life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You know how many promises are in the Bible for us? And all we need to do is unlock these promises and start agreeing. I'm reading a book this week about our power of our words. And I'm telling you, the reason why we're not seeing the miracles, are you ready for this? Is because we're not lining up with God's promises. In other words, we're allowing, we're allowing the circumstances to be, be more in our sight instead of the word of God. And we need to keep our eyes on the word, amen, and keep speaking the word over the circumstances. How, how did Abraham get, you know, get his promised child? He said he didn't consider the deadness. We can't consider the disease that we're dealing with or the weakness that we're... No, we need to consider Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so when we agree, Amos 3.3, when we get in agreement with God's word and we start agreeing with God's word, then, we're, then that's deutimous power. Are you listening? Let's agree with some of his promises. So, so if I'm sensing lack, you know, in finances, God supplies all my needs. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Why? Because God supplies all my need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I'm just going to agree with God. You know, I, you know, we're so excited. You know, I'm, I'm excited this morning and, uh, about, about God's promises. And we need to look at what God has already done in the past for us. And when we start thinking about if God did it in the past, he can do it again. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying. Has God ever gotten you out of any trouble in the past? Then, then can he do it again? Can he? He's the faithful God. Amen. So he's our shepherd. So today I want to talk to you about a topic here. And we're still talking about Jesus. And this is something that we need to think about. Because in, in the book of Hebrews chapter 6, it talks about elementary teachings that every Christian should know. Have you read Hebrews 6 lately? <laughs> And one of the elementary teachings is, is that, uh, that really uh, it's the resurrection of the dead. And one of them is that Jesus is coming back. And so today I'm going to talk to you today that Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back sooner than we think. And we need to get a revelation of this because I think it could dramatically change how we walk our life in Christ. When we get a revelation that Jesus is coming back... And, you know, he's coming back to what? For us. Amen? So, so we, we, need to, we need to look at that, that, that Jesus already came, and he came, you know, to set the captives free. But he's coming back. Amen? And I'm excited about that. We got, we got to get excited about that. In the early church, a lot of times when we're going through problems, we want Jesus to come back soon. And the early church, they were encountering persecutions. And they had a saying, I've said this before, they had a saying when they greeted one another. And the saying was, Maranatha. And what Maranatha meant was, Lord, come quickly. 
In other words, you know, in other words, I, there are some people, listen, don't get so comfortable about living down here on this earth. Don't, don't, don't make this earth, oh, wow, I just love being on this earth. No, listen, there, there's a lot of problems in this earth. There's a, there's a lot of issues here. Don't make this your place. No, no, heaven is so much greater than this place that we're in. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So we need, we need to be more heavenly minded. So let's look at Acts real quick. And, and, and we're going to start off with this. Now, Jesus, already, this is right before G, Jesus already went to the cross and he was raised from the dead and he ministered, uh, popping in and out of walls and ministered for 40 days. And this is really right before he, he ascends back into heaven after ministering for 40 days to the disciples and other people. And in, in Acts, it says, now when he had spoken these things, his final words, which was the Great Commission, why they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And why they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. That's awesome. So, so Jesus, you know, he is coming back. And so I want to give you some points today about Jesus coming back. And number, the first point is that Jesus is going to come back unexpectedly. In other words, we don't know exactly when he's going to come back. Do you know the Bible actually says Jesus doesn't even know? Only the Father knows. Is that amazing? Not even the angels know. But I believe Jesus is up in heaven. And I believe Jesus sees some of the stuff that we're going through, some of the turmoil we're going through. And Jesus said, I'm ready to go come pick them up right now. And he's ready. He's, he's, he has his horse ready. He's, gonna come, he's ready to come back. And he's just waiting on the Father to say, now. And you know the reason why he hasn't come back yet? It's because he's still waiting for some of your hard-hearted relatives to come into the kingdom of... He's still waiting on some of your neighbors to come into the kingdom of God. He's still waiting on some of your family members. In other words, God is not slack concerning his promise. He's waiting on some people to come in. I know we want him to come back now, but there's still some more people that might need to get into the kingdom. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we need, we need to get a revelation. So, so he's going to come back unexpectedly. But even though he's coming back unexpectedly, uh, we, we, we still can know the times. And I'm going to say this, that Jesus' return is closer today than ever before. And you can just look at the times and, and, and you can look at how, how, how everything is going and how... how People and how the enemy's working through government to, to, to make laws, to make things okay that aren't right. Are you listening? And, and so the laws are made, well, it's okay for, for, for these people to do it this way, and it's okay. And, and, and you know what? It, it, it's, it's, it's wrong, try to make wrong right, and try to make right wrong. And so we're in a society that's always doing that. But thank God we can stand on Jesus. He's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. And I'm telling you, his word is not shifting sand. It's a solid rock that we stand on. And if we stand on the rock, we will not be pushed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. 
That's a fancy word for saying we won't be, we won't be pushed around by men's philosophies, by what the world is saying. And so we need to get a revelation that Jesus is the rock. And in Matthew 24, uh, is in four, uh, 24, verse 40 and 42, it says, the two, it, this is talking about the rapture. And how many people like the end times? How many people? It's called, <laughs> nobody wants to hear about the end times. Nobody wants to hear about the beast, the mark of the beast, and people's getting their heads cut off. Nobody wants to hear about that. Revel the book of Revelation is scary. But really, the Bible says if you read the book of Revelation, you'll be blessed. But, but it does talk about the mark of the beast. It talks about one world government. That's where, where it's all headed towards, you know. It's all headed towards one world government. And, but, but thank God that Jesus is coming back. He's going to set up a government. And the government will be on his shoulders. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, so, we, so we, we're talking about the rapture. And me, personally, can I give my, my personal opinion on this? Because some people may be confused about it and some people may not know. But, but, but I really believe that the rapture and the second coming are two different events, personally. And uh, I believe that, and I'll, I'll explain why. But I believe the rapture is for us that God's going to take us out before the seven-year tribulation comes. And, and, and God is going to take us up, amen, for a bride without spot or wrinkle, full of love of it. He ain't coming back for a bride that's beat up. That's oh. <laughs> beat the heck. You know, oh, okay. He's not, no, he's coming back for a bride full of faith and love and truth. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And we're that bride. We're, we're that spotless bride of God. Amen. And so, so, so I believe that. I, I, I believe that the rapture and the second coming, a lot of people believe it that way. Some people believe that the second coming and the rapture all happens all at once. I believe it's two different events. And I'll explain that. But in Matthew 24, Jesus is talking about the end times. And he says, then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore, you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. You know, this is interesting to me because this should be a foundational understanding that Jesus is coming back. And really, we should, you know, the Bible actually says that we should be looking for his return. And the Bible says as we stay expectant that Jesus will come back, the Bible says it keeps us pure. In other words, it keeps us walking straight. It, it keeps us out of the dark side. In other words, if we, if we believe that Jesus could come back tonight, you're going to live your life a little differently. Isn't that right? If you believe he's coming back tonight, you're, you may not do some things that you may do if, if you're not thinking that he's going to come back years down the road. You may just you know, walk in a little gray. But I don't know about you, but there's no gray in God. And I want to walk in him. I want to walk in the light. I don't want to walk in any shadows. Are you hearing, to, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No, 1 Thessalonians 5.2 says this way, For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Think about that. Uh, Paul was saying, he got a revelation that when Jesus comes, it's interesting, he says, like a thief in the night. It almost sounds kind of bad, doesn't it? Like a thief in the night. He's, he's comparing. Why? Because when a thief comes, you don't know when a thief is going to come. And what do, you, and what, what do you, we got to do? We got to be prepared. And how do we be prepared? We, we are vigilant. We lock our doors. My mom has cameras. 
I remember a police officer came, I think, I don't know why, came to our house, I don't know, and they saw all these cameras, and he said, man, it's, it's more locked down than Fort Knox. <laughs> I mean, my mom has cameras everywhere. You walk, I'm telling you, you're going you're gonna to be on camera if you come to my mom's house. Amen. You hear what I'm saying? On video, amen, live. I mean, now they got these doorbells, right? And you just push a button, and they can look on their phone, oh, I don't want to talk to that person. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Have, have you seen those things? It rings the doorbell. It goes straight to the, their phone. They know, and it's a camera that views who's there. Amen? And glory to God. And I guess it's a way if you, don't want, if you don't want visitors. I won't go there. But anyway, because the Bible says we should entertain, you know, strangers. Amen? And so, anyway, we, we were talking about here in 1 Thessalonians that, that Jesus is going to come back and like a thief in the night. And, and it's, it's interesting because it's going to be... A, Almost like a secret. But I really believe to the Christian that we have the Holy Spirit and God will alert us that, that the coming is close. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? He will reveal to us not the exact day, but that the times and the seasons. Revelation 3.10. Uh, I love this. This is a scripture that a lot of people stand on that, that the rapture is for the church. And I'm going to say this. It's for the church that Jesus is going to take the church up before the wrath of God comes down on this planet. And in Revelation 3.10, it says, because you have kept my command to persevere. This is uh, Jesus talking to the churches. In the Revelation, there were seven churches that uh, Jesus uh, told uh, John to write a letter to. And some of the churches, it, it was a letter of, 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 you know, to commend and to rebuke. Jesus was actually rebuking some churches back then. And, and some people think that Jesus won't rebuke you these days. Okay, we won't go there. In other words, some people think, oh, yeah, you can do whatever. No, you know, I, I, you know what? If I'm going the wrong way, I want a rebuke. Amen. If I'm not walking in the straight and narrow, I, I want God to get me back on the straight and narrow. I want a rebuke every once in a while. I want God to say, hold up. You're on the wrong road. Why? Because I want to end up in a good place. Amen. I don't want to end up in a bad place. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And, it's, and so I believe that the rapture for the church. Now, now of course, you know, some people believe all Christians are going to be taken up. I believe that you got to be rapture ready. I believe you need to be walking with the Lord. You can't be backslidden in your walk and living in the world and, and all that. I don't know, if, you know, because you're not really in, in the mode and your faith is not in mode looking for his return. You might be looking for a rock to, to, to hide under. If Jesus comes, if you're not walking with him, if you're walking in sin, if you're out there, oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today? I want to be a place where Jesus said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So here in the book of Revelation, Jesus was talking about a group of people in this church that, that, that even though the, the persecutions were coming... This was uh, the Church of Philadelphia. Even though they were dealing with persecution and they had little power, sometimes we feel that way. Sometimes we feel like it doesn't seem to be working in our faith. It, I'm not seeing the answers to the promises I've been standing on. I, I, I'm seeing little of God. In my, and you know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Why isn't things working? But listen, I'm going to say this. Stay faithful. Because you know what? Stay faithful. Because the blessing will come. Stay faithful. Keep doing the right things. And, 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 and Jesus was impressed with this church. And they were still doing the right things even though they had little power. 
even though things were... And Jesus said, you know, uh, uh, in this, in this commendation, he says, because you have kept my command and persevered, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Woo, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You may not agree with this scripture, but I, that I believe that that could be a scripture saying that the test is the seven-year tribulation that's going to come on this world when, when, when God is going to pour down his wrath. Are you listening to what I'm saying? We right now, is, we are in the age of grace. In other words, God's goodness and his mercies are not just on the Christian, but on the sinner as well. So his goodness, we're in the age of grace. But you know what? We, we still need to realize that, that, that there, as there's something for us to do. Amen? And we need to warn people that Jesus is coming back, and he's coming back soon. So, so, so the second key, uh, the first key is that Jesus is coming unexpectedly. The second key is Jesus is coming for us. Jesus is coming for the church. I love this because, uh, you know, sometimes, again, when we're in a, our Christian walk, sometimes we encounter the same problems that other non-believers encounter. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And sometimes we don't look any different than the unbeliever from the outside. But from the inside, we, we, there is a difference. Yeah, there, the enemy may attack us with a disease. The, the enemy will attack the unbeliever with a disease. But there's a difference. We have a promise. We can put our trust and faith in Jesus. And we can stand on the promises of the word of God. And believe God, even though. And we can stay at peace in the midst of the storm. Where an unbeliever has no faith, they have no hope. They, they don't have a hope. They don't have a hope of a better day. But we have a hope. Isn't that good news this morning? My gosh, your amens are good this morning. Amen. And so we do have a hope. So Jesus is coming back for us. I like this. I like what Jesus says in John 14. He said, he said it this way to his disciples that, that, that we're a little nervous about him leaving. Because he kept saying, I'm going, guys. I'm not going to be here to hold your hand. You know, but I, I'm going to be going. But, but I, the reason why I'm going, there was some reasons. And he says in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And then he says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. That's awesome. In other words, listen, listen, we, we, you may encounter some troubles down here. And I guarantee you, you will. But there, there will be a day that we're going to get to heaven. And it's going to be all worth it. Every pain that we went through. Every persecution that we encountered. Everything that we went through. Are you listening to me this morning? Will be worth heaven. Oh, man, listen. What is it to gain the whole world? What is it to have all the world applaud you and lose your soul? What is it to have all the accolades and walk on the red carpet and have all the money but end up losing your soul in hell? It's not worth it. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? It is worth serving the... Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I'm trying to encourage you this morning. It's worth it. I'm telling you, it's well worth it. Amen. And he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And Jesus is prepared. Listen, when we get to heaven, it's going to be so awesome. And they're working on your mansion. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be the greatest place in the universe. And then in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel, with a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall be always with the Lord. See, I, see the reason why I believe that the rapture and the second coming is, is a, a separate event is because here, you know, we're meeting the Lord in the air. When he's coming back the second time, he's putting his foot on the Mount of Olives. And he's coming back with us. He's coming back with an army, and we're his, ar we're his army. So he's coming back for us. And some people believe we're going to go up and then turn around and go back. But I believe we're going to be in heaven seven years having a banquet. Glory to God. With, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. Jesus is so awesome. And he's, and, he's, and he's with us today, amen? And so it says here that the dead in Christ will be raised first, and then those that remain will be caught up. What I love about this is that we will get, we will be resurrected, and we will get glorified bodies, and we'll have a body just like Jesus. The Bible says in a twinkling of an eye, we'll be changed. Think about that. We're going to be just like Jesus. Man, I'm telling you, no more counting calories. No more trying to figure out, man, you're going to have the most perfect body in heaven. I believe that. You, you right, right now, you may be struggling with body issues, but when you get to heaven, you're going to, you're, I'm telling you, if something doesn't work down here, it's going to work in heaven. If you got an issue down here and, and, and that, that for some reason it didn't work, it's going to, everything's going to work in heaven. And it's going to work in optimum measure. And you're going to be able to eat whatever you, all the cake you want and still have a washboard stomach. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Glory, I believe that. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that heaven is heavenly? And you're going to get your desires in heaven. Glory to God. I'm going to be a little taller in heaven. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. So, amen. But until then, I'll wear my platform shoes. But anyway. <laughs> and so, so we see here in 1 Thessalonians, it says that we'll be raised. And this is awesome because some of you have loved ones in heaven. And what's going to happen is that they, they're in heaven and their bodies are down here uh, in the grave. And their body, and they're going to be transported from heaven to their body in the air with Jesus, and they will have the new body, and then we'll come up and we'll meet our families in the heavenlies on our way to heaven. Woo, man, that's exciting news. Are you here? Of course, those that have already been to heaven, they have a little bit on us because they have a little bit of knowledge of heaven. They'll be able to show us around. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And in Revelation 21, 4, it says here, I love this about heaven. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. The former things have passed 
away. Do you know that we were never supposed to encounter death? You know, when God created us, death was never in his mind or his thought. In other words, we, listen, listen that you, when you were younger, you used to believe you could live forever. Are you listening to what I say? It's in the makeup of man, most people don't think they're going to even die. They don't think about death. The natural man, the unbeliever, they don't think they're going to think they, they think they're going to live forever. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10:30 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.